that wonderful introduction. Hey there everybody, Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here where we have the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. And we are so blessed to have you here for this, the 44th episode of our podcast. Well, today we're going to the singles chalkboard. I actually was blessed to be part of a conference in September and I want to share some of that information with you. So go ahead and use this time, everybody, to get your Bibles, get your notebooks, get something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blank Courages You is coming to you with the She Is Set Apart Conference. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, so the singles chalkboard is officially open. So yes, indeed, that's what this podcast is all about. So I was blessed with the opportunity to be part of the panel on the She Is Set Apart Singles Conference 2016. So along with two other dynamic speakers, uh, the Lord blessed me to be one as well for the SheIsSetApart.com brand. And if you all haven't checked her out, that's Tyranny Richardson of SheIsSetApart.com. Please head on over to her website. She has all sorts of blog posts and she's got a great devotional and all sorts of information and encouragement for those of us who are in the single season of our lives. So lots of great stuff for us to keep uh, occupied in the Lord. All right. So with that, what happened was, is that I spoke on a topic that is really near and dear to my heart and something that the Lord has been dealing with me on uh, over the years. And these are five areas in which we need to make sure that our house is in order, ladies, and any gentlemen that might be listening as well, our house needs to be in order in these five areas prior to really wanting to be in a serious relationship. Now, notice I didn't say you have to be perfect. They should be in order. And you're going to see what I'm talking about as you listen in on the conference. So the five areas just for your edification are spiritual, financial, emotional, physical, and mental. So those areas are areas, and these are biblically based, everybody. So we've got to check ourselves in these areas. And where we see um, opportunity, we want to ask the Lord to help us to overcome any deficiencies we might see and to work toward being more Christ-like. So it's not about how, you know, these five areas, if they're all set, this is how I'm going to get married or get a man or get a woman. It's not even about that. It's working on these areas really are part, they're part of our stewardship duties. And if we're taking care of these areas in Christ, then uh, we're more in position for who God has for us, if that is indeed his will. So take a listen in on the conference and some of what was said in these areas. Here we go. All right. All right. 
I hope that you are indeed ready. So let's talk through um, being single. Let me give you a little bit of background because you might be wondering, well, what qualifies her uh, to be a single and to give some advice? Well, you know, I have been a lifelong single. I have obviously had relationships um, along the way. I um, have not been married. I know that was a question that came through for folks that haven't been in a relationship or have never been married. So I have a little bit of experience in this area. And I'd be remiss to say that I have always done it well, that I've lived my single life well and perfectly. That is not true. A lot of bumps, oops, and bruises. And while at the time it was painful, I praise God for it because it's helped me to develop as a person. And he's taught me a lot of things that I can now share with other singles so you don't have to go through all of that. So some of the questions that came through when you all re were registering was, you know, how do I wait well? How, what do I do while I'm waiting? You know, how can I be content in my singleness? And I wasn't always there, you all. I wasn't always there. And there isn't any formula uh, necessarily. It's just how you yield yourself to the Lord and how you allow him to fulfill you so that he fills up those empty places. And yes, it can be lonely. Yes, it doesn't always quench that desire to want to be with someone. But when you are fulfilled and whole in Christ, you start to focus on being single less and doing what he's called you to do more. So with that, let's talk about these five areas, everybody. So if you need um, the PDF, we have that available so Tyranny can get that to you. I may try to do a PowerPoint. Um, I may just talk you through it. So it just depends on how the technology holds up. I'm hopeful that you have your Bibles with you and that you also um, have something to write with and your notebook so that you can take notes. And again, the PDF will be available to you so that you can peruse it at your leisure. So when we talk about being single, let's first talk about, you know, who we are um, in Christ. Um, we want to be sure that um, we are walking in what God has told us to do and that we're following what he has said to do. And with that, single folks should be encouragers, not just of single people, but of one another. Um, we're also challengers. We want to challenge each other um, in areas so that we can grow. We want to make sure that we are accountable. Uh, we know that God gives everyone, whether you're married or single, there are assignments that we are supposed to be taking care of. And we want to be sure with the grace of God that we are handling those assignments. So we're accountable. We also, as singles, as people sometimes confide in us, especially other singles, we want to be sure that we keep confidence. All right? We want to be sure that rather than looking for Mr. or Mrs. Wright, we want to be the right one. Let me say that again. Rather than looking for the right one, and this is where these five areas come in, we want to focus on being the right one. All right? So that's what we want to do. And then trying to be the right one, and as people are gravitating toward us, we have to be examiners. Examiners of the fruit of those that are coming to us saying, yes, the Lord told me that you were the one for me. We got to be fruit inspectors. All right. We got to be that. And we've got to make sure that we are Christ like. So this has nothing to do with the five areas. This is just in general. And that's enough for us to work on right away, especially me. Enough for me to start working on being an encourager, a challenger, accountable, keeping confidence, being the one rather than looking for the one, examiners of the fruit, and also Christ like. 
So with that, let's take a look at our first area. And um, I'm not seeing the questions and whatnot pop up. I'm sure that Tyranny has got that all taken care of. So I'm not ignoring you. If they're popping up, trust us that um, as we take a break in the middle of the session or toward the end, we'll be sure to try to answer all of your questions uh, with the help of the Lord. So the first area that we want to be sure that we're right in, instead of looking for other people, let's focus on ourselves, singles, is spiritually. And the key scripture for that is 1 Corinthians 5.17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. So we want to be sure, singles, that we are focused, grounded, and rooted in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So that starts with Acts 2.38, that, that experience being repentance and being baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Spirit. So when you have that Holy Spirit down on the inside, that's our guidance. We want to make sure that we're yielding to that, to know what it is that we're supposed to do. And also, it helps us to not fall in a trap of attracting the wrong people. Now, it's not a safeguard because sometimes the wrong people will come. That was one of the questions that someone said, I keep attracting the wrong type of guys. I get that. So folks are going to be attracted to the Holy Ghost that is within you, that holy living that is within you, the spirit that's coming from the inside out. So they're going to be attracted by using the Holy Ghost that we have. It gives us discernment to know that mm -mm -mm, that's not the right one. So being filled with the spirit, is absolutely necessary. So the next scripture that I want to give you under spiritually is that we've got to make sure that we understand what our gifts and our talents are and some scripture references for this. And jot these down, ladies and gentlemen, if you are happening to be in the midst. Uh, Romans 11.29, Romans chapter 12, 6 through 8, and 1 Corinthians 12.28 through 30. So what are your gifts what are your talents? Take a look at what your gifts are and pray about that. And as you seek the Lord, as you seek his faith and he lets you know what those get, what those talents and gifts are, then you start to develop those. Uh, I am a corporate trainer um, and didn't know. I started teaching at my job just sort of, quote, unquote, by accident. Of course, there are no accidents with God. He definitely sets our path. It just so happened that a position opened up where I started to teach clients and didn't realize that I had this passion for teaching on the inside, which has led me to where I am today. So it's taking the focus off of, you know, looking for whoever I'm supposed to be with and focusing on what God has put into my heart. And that's going to help to fulfill you so that you can be content in your season of singleness. Also, as uh, saved people and as making sure that we're spiritually sound, we want to be sure that we witness to other people. First Peter 3.15 is a scripture reference for that. We also want to have good fellowship. Uh, that's Proverbs 18 and 24. And, you know, he that wants friends have to show himself friendly. So we want to be sure we have a good social circle. We want to be sure that our prayer life is in order. We just don't want to send up 911 prayers. We have to develop a relationship with Christ. We're still talking spiritually because if we don't develop a relationship with Christ, if we don't have time to talk to him, if we don't have time to listen to him, when are we going to have time for our spouse? And we want godly spouses. Amen. So in order to have a godly spouse, you've got to have a prayer life. You've got to have a fasting life because you should be doing these things together. We also want to be sure that we are full of the fruit of the Spirit. 
in Galatians 6. We want to be sure that we are full of that. And again, we want to be tuned in to Jesus at all times. And Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 lets us to know that if we acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways, he will direct our paths. So if we are in tune with Jesus spiritually, that's the base. And if we're focusing on these areas, and trust me, I have a, I had some deficiencies and still working on some, it's going to take away some of that sting of being single. Amen? Amen. Amen. So time for us to take inventory. So our next area, in addition to spiritually, is financially. And our key scripture here is, is that it's from 2 Corinthians 9 through 7. And it says that, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 9 and 7 says, Give not grudgingly or of necessity, because God loves a cheerful giver. Now, this is not just money, you all. We hear this a lot during offering time, I know. And I'm not suggesting that you turn your pocketbooks upside down. That's not what I'm saying here. Um, we need to be consistent in whatever we give. I know here folks like to talk about money. Um, what about our time? What about our resources, our gifts and talents? Are we giving them willingly or grudgingly or of necessity? So money, yes. You know, we should be consistent in giving our offerings and tithing and all of that sort of thing. And we don't want to give that grudgingly or, necess or of necessity. We want to be sure it's our time and our talents and gifts as well. Along with that, taking it back to the finances, you all, how financially sound are we? Now, I didn't say that we've got to be sitting on a pile of money. We want to be good stewards of what God has entrusted to us. Take note of your spending habits, your savings habits. Are you an impulsive shopper? Are you a hoarder? Are you a cheerful or good giver? Or are you a God giver? See, there's a difference, ladies and gentlemen, between giving what God says and then doing what you feel is good. Amen? So we want to be sure that we're following the leading of the Lord. If you're in a financial situation that's not good, and we've all been in those, myself included, student loans and all those things, we should not expect that a gentleman come and rescue us out of our financial dire straits. So we want to do our best with the help of the Lord to clean up our credit. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you all get what I'm saying. Clean up our loans, pay our bills on time, you know, try to shop wisely, all of those type of things. So that when you come into a financial issues, Always be demented women and how they spend and save and all that sort of thing. That's something that you'll work out in the relationship. Let's make sure with the help of the Lord that we're cleaned up as much as we can. And I'm not talking perfection in these areas. I'm just saying that we want to make sure that we're cleaned up and taking care of ourselves. So we're talking spiritually. We've talked financially. So those are two areas. Now we got to look at our third area, you all. And that's emotions. Yeah, emotions. All right. So let's get our key verse here. Matthew chapter 20, verse 11. After getting paid, they murmured against the goodman of the house. All right? So if you all don't know this story, this is where folks were kind of hanging out, looking for some work, and people had been hired in the morning. They had been hired at noon. They had been hired maybe an hour or so before all the work was done. 
I won't get into the entire story. Matthew chapter 20 tells all about it. And the people that started work in the morning were thinking, you know what? We started earlier, so we're going to get more pay. Now, there was an agreement that everybody was going to get this penny. No matter what, everyone was going to get it. So when these people that started in the morning saw that they got the same people, same pay as the people in the afternoon, they got attitudes, murmuring and complaining. So, so I tell them, most don't go our way. We want someone that's emotionally sound. In a relationship, we need to check ourselves. So, emotionally, and this is going to help the person that asked the question about, again, attracting the wrong guys, someone that said that they feel stuck. Um, Someone else asked about, you know, seeing great Christian couples and feeling kind of, you know, envious on the inside. Normal. Completely normal. And then someone about, this is where you want to concentrate. This is your happy place. So, Think about how you deal with offenses. Offends you. When saying when that person cuts you off, talks back. When someone talks to you in a way that you don't like, how do you respond? Our scriptures here are Luke 17, 1 through 4, and then Romans 12, 19 through 20. So we have to know how to deal well emotionally with people. So we have to make sure that we know how to handle conflict correctly. Do we shut down? Do we get, do we go out and spend? Do we cuss people out? Do we lash out? How do we handle ourselves emotionally? Are we ready to be in a relationship? As far as expressing feelings are concerned, you know what? Offenses will come. The book of Matthew tells us that they will come. How do we deal with it? Do we go directly to the person after we've calmed down? Or do we get up? Uh, there are so many relationships now that are lived out on social media. You know, a couple gets into it and they're fighting on Facebook or Twitter or, or saying angry things to one another. That's not healthy emotionally. So we have to examine how we deal with that. How we deal with that. Forgiveness. This is a big one, y'all. And in any relationship, there's got to be a level, several levels, several times, a day sometimes for forgiveness. Mark chapter 11, verses 25 to 26 tells us that the scriptures let us to know that we are to give, forgive rather, 70 times seven. Now, I don't typically do math in public, but that adds up to be 490 times, seven times, yeah. 490 times and what the Lord was saying here was that we've got to lose track of how many times we've had to forgive someone think about how many times the Lord has forgiven us for the things that we've done for the offenses that we do on a daily weekly monthly hourly secondly that's a word basis and we want God to forgive us We've got to forgive others. Oh, but Blend, they hurt my feelings. They knew better. Offenses will come. The Bible already tells us that. Offenses will come. They will come from your spouse, your boyfriend, significant other, your girlfriend. Offense is going to come. 
It's how we deal with it emotionally that makes a difference. So we have to know that that's going to happen. And we offend people as well. And what do we want? Forgiveness. I said I was sorry. I apologized. All in how we deal with it. All right, I'm going to move on, y'all. Still on the emotions because this is a big one. Anger. How do we deal with that? Do we hold on to it? Ephesians 4 and 26 talks about that. We're not supposed to let the sun go down on our wrath. We can be angry because that is an emotion that God has given us. We're not supposed to sin. All right, so that, you know, we're not supposed to go cussing folks out or punching people in the face type of things. Or even if you don't do those things, giving them the cold shoulder, you know, giving them the little side hug, that's new things. We're to the person. Matthew tells us that. And we're supposed to talk it out. You may need a few minutes to calm down. It may not be the time or the place right then and there. At some point, you want to handle it in the same day, if at all possible, and then let it go. So we want to make sure that the anger doesn't simmer. Amen? All right. Disappointment and being healed from past relationships. Being healed. So where are our emotions there? When we see new guy or new girl, are we thinking about what happened four relationships ago? Are we keeping in mind, well, so-and-so did that. Um, yeah, I, I, I see these traits coming. Sometimes there's a pattern because we attract the same type of pattern, especially if we're not healed. All right, BCU family, you know that sound. We have got to get ready to wrap up our podcast. I am prayerful that the audio portion that you heard from the She Is Set Apart conference that I was a part of, I'm prayerful that that information was helpful to you. So we've got to make sure that our spiritual foundation is solid with Christ. We want to be sure that our finances are in order and we also have to check our emotions. So these are areas in which we need to focus on in the Lord. And as we do that, again, if it's his will, he'll send who he has for us. So join us for our second part where we talk about the physical and also the mental part of our lives. So we've got to examine that under the word of God. So stay tuned, everybody, for that. This is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here, getting ready to sign off. Listen, if you haven't already done so, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. And if you've done that, you know, give us a comment. Let us know how the podcast is blessing you. And be sure to tell a friend and also tell an enemy by the end of the podcast they're going to want to be your friend yes indeed all right everybody i'm going to go ahead and sign off god bless you may he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace and stay on the wall